Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the All-Star Networking Show at Midtown Global Market. I'm Kathy Paper, your host today. I feel so official now that we're live on all these, what do I call them, outlets? Stitcher, radio podcast, Apple, Google, everywhere, all these places you're listening. So feel free to leave a comment. Um, I'm excited to see how this unfolds, but super excited today because with us is Katie. And Katie, I don't know if I'm going to say your last name correctly because I only know you as Jerry Jenkins' daughter, Katie. So introduce yourself to everyone and give me the correct pronunciation of your yes. last name. if you. Will. Yeah, my name is Katie Steinbach um, and I am primarily a school counselor uh, at an elementary school in St. Paul, but I'm also the author and illustrator of the Pippin Charlie Social Emotional Learning Book Series. Nice. And oh, you're also a new mom, too. So we're going to we're gonna add that hat in, too, because that's a big role. And I'm thrilled you could join us today that it yeah. worked out to uh, have a little daycare support. So networking and school counselor and the book. Um, I'm so excited. I'm actually not quite sure where to begin because I've got this really great book in front of me. I think I'm going to start with just how we know each other in that your dad um, runs the Jenkins Group out of Traverse City, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And Jerry and I met a long time ago. And unfortunately, my networking skills were not honed enough that I don't have it written down of how we met um, somehow through the publishing world. But anyway, you have published this book say a little bit more about how Pip and Charlie make friends, solve a problem. You know, the illustrations, I'm telling you, everyone, you're going to see a picture of this. They are so cute. And you illustrated it yourself, too. So just talk to me a little bit about the book while I put on my little readers and take a look at it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a childhood dream. Um, Growing up with a dad in the book publishing business, I'd always wanted to illustrate a book. I loved art. And as I got older, got into my career kind of put that aside and then as the pandemic started I started making some lessons for my students um, all on PowerPoint which I hadn't really done before and as I was making these PowerPoints these stories with some puppets I have I realized oh I could I could make a book out of this and so my dream to illustrate books became real when I realized that I could write the books too and then Pip and Charlie were born and wait did you say you have puppets I, well, not of Pip and Charlie, but puppets that I use at school with my students. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and what age, because I'm telling you, these are like, like I see puppets in your future then of Pip and Charlie. <laughs> I like, do too. I can introduce you to someone that we're going to make that come to life. Yeah, yeah. Um, what age students do you have? So the pandemic starts, yes. everything goes virtual, and you're thinking, how are these kids going to learn? Right, right. So my students are in kindergarten through fifth grade. Pip and Charlie is written more for the, the younger students, but I have fourth and fifth graders that have really connected to these stories as well. Well, and even Matt and Jay Marie and all of us were looking at him before we started recording and saying, oh, I could use this. <laughs> I could work on this. Yeah. Um, and... 
say a little bit more too about kind of the illustrations or the intent or you you said um, you used a kind of some phrasing that I didn't write down. <laughs> yeah, so well the reason I wrote Pip and Charlie is to empower other adults who are not counselors to have conversations with students about social emotional learning. I essentially have a master's degree in talking to kids about social emotional learning, but not everyone has that. And so Pip and Charlie are written in a really simple, user-friendly way. There are questions woven throughout the text so that adults, teachers, parents, etc., anyone working with students, with kids, can have these conversations, these these very important conversations yeah. about making friends, about solving problems, and some more things with uh, future books. Great. Great. Well, no, of course, I'm, li- I'm listening and you know, one of the, the best lines I got from Harvey McKay, who was how I got into book sort of marketing and publishing, and I think how I met your dad again, it's going to bother me that I can't remember. Harvey always would say, tell it to me like I'm a first grader. Yeah. And I thought that was such a great way to say, how do you teach somebody something that they can understand or take action of? And frankly, um, what I know about when you're emotional, you don't hear, yes. right? Right. Right. You go into that fight or flight mode and and your brain is kind of in tunnel vision. You don't think about what's surrounding you. So, yeah, taking those steps to take a few breaths and Talk. center yourself and then you can hear, you can focus. Okay. Yeah. And do you explain all that in the book to the kids? Not, like taking a few breaths, do you get into the, like, solutions? Yeah, so these books have not gotten as much into the emotion regulation, but there is, um, especially in Pip and Charlie Solve a Problem, there are lines about taking a deep breath first, taking a break from what's making you upset, angry, um, from having that big emotion, and then coming back and trying to solve the problem. Okay. All right. No, I'm going to read these. I mean, I'm thinking Matt, I'm looking at Matt, still love the pink. He's got the pink tape on his headphones. You know, we all have those moments where you know you're supposed to breathe, but all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you've been hijacked. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So how do you do that? Great. So the the book in schools, again, with networking, and I know you've got a website and um, an Instagram where people can find out more about yes. Pip and Charlie. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to have lunch after this and talk about networking and, and how do we get the book into more hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it was interesting. You said you listened to a few podcasts and were like, oh, networking. Yeah. What, what, was, what, what, what made you think about it differently from that? Um. You know, my networking experience is in the education world, and it's it's very laid back, and it's you know, what what other counselors do I know, and what what are they talking to their kids about, and how can I learn from them? And so, before I listened to your podcast, I was wondering, you know, I I don't work in business, I don't know how to network in in this way, but as I was listening, was realizing, oh, I actually can connect with that. For example, someone had said something about how they don't. People don't use their website a lot, but they build their business through connections. And that is what I've found works for me as well, is making those connections with people and talking to people about my book is what is going to get the book into more hands rather than just, I don't know, making a reel on my Instagram. I'm not very good at it. I can show you. I just, I I was telling them, did you overhear them say, I did a post. Have I told you this, Matt? I did a, I'm all excited because I did a post just at random on a whim. And I got 10,000 views on it. Oh, my it. gosh. And I was like, 
That was crazy. Yeah. So now I'm hooked on reels of if you sort of tag it the right way. So yeah. I, we'll make a video. We'll make a reel after okay. this about okay. it because again, everybody needs this. People that are raising children, you know, want to know. Um, you said teachers and parents and grandparents. Yeah. Um, connecting with that, but back to the networking part. When you think about where you want the book to go. Or maybe even back up, because didn't you come to Minnesota through Teach for America? So I came to, to Minnesota to go to college. I went okay. to the College of St. Benedict. And then after I graduated, I got into education. Um, I got a psychology degree. Um, got into education because I was a reading corps tutor. So uh, through... Reading corps, okay. Yes, through AmeriCorps, um, but reading corps rather than Teach got for it. America. Well, only because what I was going to say is there's a lot of similarities to how you find your job to like how you network. And I think we sometimes think they're so different and they're really, they're kind of the same. Right. Right. Have you started as you've printed the book and it's a beautiful book. And I know, again, your dad runs awards Mm -hmm. um, or for books. Have you started building the plan or is that where you're just thinking, how do I get it out to more people? Like, yeah. where, are you, where are you at in the, you know, to me, a network is what helps you drive your goals. Right. So give me a little bit more about where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of my, my networking history with this book. Yeah. Well, so I, I wrote the books and had so much fun writing and illustrating. And then I realized that the bulk of the work in writing a book is marketing. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have no experience with marketing. And so I had reached out to College of St. Benedict. Um, so their communications department to see if any students would want to be a Pip and Charlie intern. Um, and so I had a young woman, uh, she was a senior last year, and she was an incredible writer and really helped me understand marketing and, and what helps to get my book out there. She helped on my social media as well a little bit. And we talked about grant writing. We never ended up writing any grants, but talked about that process in getting the, the word out. So we did that, and then um, then I had my baby last spring, and she was two months early, which kind of threw us for, yes. for a loop. And so the, the networking kind of took a backseat, and then I've just slowly been getting back into it. I found something called the Market Collective, which is a, um, a group of makers, creators, yeah. who put on little markets throughout the Twin Cities. In fact, I know they have been over here at East Lake Brewing. And so I just set up a little table and I've sold my book and talked to people and met people that way too, which has also been really fun for me, meeting new people that way. Yeah, um, that's great. And only recently I, I told my dad, I was like, okay, I'm ready to write the third book. I've had time to get used to being a mom and and working full-time so I'm ready to write the third book and I know I need to market more what should my next steps be and and then he gave me your contact so that's funny no he also he said it was great because he texted me and said can you talk right now that's his sort of he's a like he's a right now kind of guy he's very efficient too in the way he communicates yes (laughs) That's it. Well, well put. Yes, yeah. Efficient communicator. Yes. I said right away when he and I spoke is the goal is also to get the hand the book in the hands of kids who may not have access to yes. books. Yes. And having worked on the board of the Friends of the St. Paul Public Library, 
you know, there are a lot of kids that don't have resources and families that don't have resources to get books. So I love that idea mm-hmm. of how do we find you the right people um, to connect it, whether it's grants or sponsors. I know even just as we were standing here, the market, which has such a diverse family audience, um, is looking at doing a children's, did they say children's books or just books? I think it's children's books. Hopefully I'm not releasing anything that people don't get to know because reading is such a great way yes. to learn. Um, I, when I first got into publishing, I was told, your lives are changed by the people you meet and the books you read. Mm-hmm. And I so believe that. If we can have kids learn some of these skills or grown-ups yes. learn these skills, that's great. Yeah. So when you're thinking about marketing right now with where you're at, and it's funny you say, now I'm ready to write my next book. You have a full-time job. You're raising a family. And then, oh, let's add author on top of it. Yeah. I'm amazed at your energy. Is Are you going to make a plan? Or like, are you a list maker? Or how are you going to orient... <laughs> Or is that uh, what we're going to talk about at lunch? <laughs> you know, my my husband is very um, strategic and organized, and he says that I have an art brain, meaning that I do one thing, and then I go to the next thing, and I don't really have much of a plan or a process, but I, I do get it all done, yep. and that's what works for me. It's similar in my job. My job is very, um, as an elementary school counselor, it's chaos all the time, and I, I just thrive in that environment. So my plan... For, for writing and illustrating this next book is, is I've written it, I've had it edited, and now I'm working on the illustrations. And I do it when my daughter naps and when she goes to bed and awesome. before she wakes up. So I, I find whenever I have a little bit of time, I, I jump on that opportunity. And to get it done. Awesome. <laughs> get it done. Yes. Well, I love the art brain. I would say um, a lot of people that have been on the shows, I think, have art brains, but they also figure out that like what a plan does or just even a, an instinct, which I think mm-hmm. your instinct of being in the market collective is a great instinct is you want to be focused so you can be efficient with your with your time because you only have Mm -hmm. so much time right I do think sometimes you network when I network I do things and then I'm like was that a good use of my time and usually if there's one little nugget I'm okay yeah you know to do it so I like the art brain yeah Um, Yeah. I think it's great to do that and I and I do this because I love it and as as soon as I start feeling bitter about writing books or marketing then it's not worth it anymore. And so right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I love it. And, and I do love it. And I love meeting new people. And that, that's what's driving me. Yeah. Awesome. And one of my friends is a teacher and she's always doing the uh, CLE or whatever you call it, continuing education credits. Yep. yep. Could you train people using the books? Yeah. In fact, gosh, maybe a year and a half ago, I met with a mom's group and I, I had a PowerPoint and talked about social emotional learning and how to talk to your kids about about emotions and emotion regulation, and so I could absolutely create. In fact, that's one of my one of my goals is getting into counseling con- or um, conventions or, or different teaching um, events where I can talk about how to how to teach your kids these skills and how you can use the books as a tool to, to teach, teach these people. skills. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just am sure you're an amazing counselor and teacher and, you know, the illustrations are are awesome. Oh, thank um, you. With that. And I, again, I think with with the networking and I'm 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 psyched after after this, we'll talk some more about some ideas of other people that are 
kind of in the same market, like not mm-hmm. necessarily authors, but maybe they're running camps. Yeah. You know, in the um, areas where, you know, there are so many different nonprofits here in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't have kind of this arm of right. of an experience for kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know even like, you know, everybody it's back to school time, they're putting together backpacks. Right. And what's to say that we couldn't you know, in fact I'll connect you to Dina Simon who I was with last night, who runs an organization for ten ten years she's done it called Simon Says Lead. And Simon says give, and they give away backpacks. Oh, that's amazing. And so maybe we could, and she's found sponsors that buy all the notebooks, buy the backpacks, buy the pencils. Maybe there's a sponsor that would buy the books so that in the backpack, you know, who doesn't want a book the first day of school, right? Right, right. So. Well, and that, that really is the goal, is just getting these books in as many hands as possible. Um. I didn't, I didn't go into it to sell a million books. I went into it because I, I genuinely want kids to learn these skills and I want adults to feel empowered teaching these skills. So the more kids that have it, the, the more families that have it, the better. That's great. Well, it is hard to know what to say when, you're, when your child is upset about something. I've got <laughs> 20-year-olds and I'm sure my mom probably feels the same way of how to talk to me yeah. when I'm upset yeah. about something. You it's don't tough. know what to do. It's so. not something they teach you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. So, okay, as you can hear all the hustle and bustle of the market, which I love that you've been to the market before. Mm-hmm. What I love about the market is it has so many events, family events, you know, adult events, dancing events, holiday events. So upcoming in November is going to be this literary event, which I think they briefly started to talk to you about before the show. So people that are listening, check out at the midtownglobalmarket.org website about this event so all week long there'll be different children's literary events a different author sharing the story you know reading along remember we we used to be able to go to the library and you know hear stories you're gonna love that with your daughter oh I know you know it's one of my favorite (laughs) memories of my kids sitting on the floor in the library hearing a book read to them by someone so anyway, this event will be great, you know, free for anyone to go to. As you said, you were sort of inspired to think about other things. Any other things you'd share with the listeners about kind of networking, using that art brain to, <laughs> yeah, to get um, the book in more hands? Yeah, if anything, I would just say do what you love and and you'll meet people that, that connect with that along the way. I've really enjoyed getting to know people in the book publishing industry, other authors, people who just love children's literacy and so as I as I've been doing what I love I've been meeting people who are passionate about passionate about the same things as me so it's just it's been fun yeah awesome one question is your book available in any other languages we're working on it excellent Yes. yes I would love Spanish is the easiest to interpret but all my students speak Hmong, Karen, um, Somali, and so I'd love to get it in those languages as well. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so any listeners who are translators out there, reach out to us. <laughs> yes, please. You can find at pippincharlie.com, yep. a senior website on Instagram. We'll work on our reels after this, but thank you so much for being a guest today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. 
Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.